Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. But if you are taking notes and you want a title for my message, it would seem to be an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. And I want to read a portion of the scripture tonight, and it's found in Luke chapter 17. And uh, Jesus did many incredible things, and this account of his life is one of those incredible things that he did. And I just want to read from verse 12 of chapter 17 in the book of Luke. As he entered a village, that's speaking of Jesus, ten men... All lepers met him. They kept their distance. But they raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, Go and show yourself to the priests. They went, and while they were still on their way, miracle of miracles, I just added that, but miracle of miracles, they became clean. One of them, when he realised that he was healed, turned around and he came back shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He knelt at Jesus' feet so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough and he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Where are the nine?" Can no one be found to come back and give glory to God except for this outsider? Then he said to them, Get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Father, I pray that you help me to share your word tonight and that you give us wisdom and understanding to know what to do with your word as it goes forth tonight. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked Kathy if she'd just play along in the background there because we're not going to be long tonight. Is that all right? Like the music? Just don't fall asleep on me, all right? Just, just, just shove the person next to you just very quickly. Can you do that? Just shove them. Make sure they're not asleep. There we go. Now turn to the other person. Shake them too. I love hearing people talk, particularly when I'm preaching. And so if there is something that I am sharing tonight that you like, that you enjoy, that is helpful to your life and to your particular season that you're in, maybe you could get a little bit vocal as I'm getting vocal tonight. So we can talk back at each other. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Yeah? Excellent. We don't want you to be quieter than church mice. I mean, come on. Come on. We need need to get a little bit vocal tonight. All right. All right. So... Getting back to our story of how Jesus did this incredible miracle. There were these 10 men and they had a disease, a horrible uh, disease called leprosy. And uh, that may not mean much to you or I, because it's certainly not a condition, nor is it a disease that uh, is problematic for the people in our community or society. But it was very much a problem for the people of that society at that time. 
And although we may not suffer from leprosy per se, I think we can identify with being ostracized and made to feel like outcasts because we're a little bit different. Maybe some of you immigrated from another country and you don't speak the language as well as others and, and people tease you and ostracize you. Maybe some of you are carrying a little bit more weight than others in your sphere of influence and you've been ostracized because of that. Maybe you are short, maybe you are tall. Maybe you do a job that uh, your mate thinks you know, isn't quite manly enough and, and whatever it might be, whatever it might be, I, I, I want you to enter into this story right now. I, I, I want to take this story of something that happened some 2,000 years ago and bring it right here today into our lives. Because these men were very much outcasts. They were the lowest of all society. And for them to receive a healing, for them to be cured of this horrible skin-eating disease, it would have meant that they could go home because they weren't able to live with their family. They weren't able to integrate with their friends. They had to be ostracised. And so to be healed meant that they could go home, that they could do some of those things that we take for granted every day of our life, like have a meal with our family. That's what this meant. This meant that they could be integrated back into society and get their dream job and maybe marry their dream partner. So this, this is not just a miracle that Jesus did. This is something that just is so, so personal to these 10 men. It wasn't just about their healing. This meant so much more. And based upon how much it meant to them, I'm sure you would only imagine every one of them having been healed would just be so grateful to God. So grateful. I mean, I don't know about you, but I reckon if I was able to offer you $10 million, $1 billion, I can't, but Steve Duckworth can hook you up later. I just saw your hand there. You shouldn't, have, you shouldn't move, Steve. But can, I think that'd be fair to say that in some way, shape or form, that would change your life. And it wouldn't be too much to expect you to come back and say a little thank you. Just a thought. I mean, to give you that much money and just expect somebody to come back and say thank you is probably not too much to ask. In actual fact, if that did not happen, I think many of us would be irate and indignant. What do you mean they didn't come back and say thank you? Are you kidding me? And yet that's what we see is happening here. Ten people who had the same disease. Nine of them were locals. They were local boys. They were from Adelaide. These nine, they were, they were from Jerusalem. They were from Jesus' town. They should have known better. But there was this one outsider. He was not only an outsider because he was a leper. He was an outsider on the outside of the outside camp. So he, he was all by himself, this guy. Not only did society not want to mix with him, but even in the leper colony, he was the Samaritan. He was like the guy from Port Adelaide, all by himself. Just... 
There's all these crow supporters over here. And then the guy from Port Adelaide. Seriously, that's what's going on here. And, and these, these Jews, they should have known better. They were brought up with the teaching that the Messiah was coming. And He would do great things. So they should have been prepared better than this Samaritan. And yet the nine... Jewish lepers who had been supernaturally and wonderfully and miraculously healed just got on with their lives. And it was only one, the Samaritan, that came back to Jesus. And Jesus asked this question. He says, where are the other nine? And when Jesus asks a question, we are meant to stop and weigh up the significance of what He's asking. And when Jesus stops to look at the one Samaritan that came to him and he asked the question, where are the other nine? He's implying something. He expected them to come back too. You get a sense that Jesus is not pleased that nine of them couldn't even be bothered coming back to say thank you. And if there is something that doesn't please Jesus, we need to use that moment to assess our own lives and ask, is that what we are guilty of? It's so easy to read the Bible and, and point the finger at others when the question should be asked, if we were one of the 10, would, be, would we be the one that came back or would, be we, would we be one of the nine that just wandered off? I'm sure they had great excuses. I mean, I'm sure, you know, leper number one just had to get back to his family and continue the family business. I'm sure that was his excuse. And I'm sure leper number two just wanted to get back to his family to say, hey guys, I've been healed. Thanks for praying. I, I'm sure he had to do that. And I'm saying whatever they ended up doing isn't necessarily wrong, but it becomes wrong when we forget to stop and pay thanks and gratitude where thanks and gratitude is deserving. And so I want to look very quickly tonight at three differences between this one man and the other nine. And as we look at these differences, hopefully we, our, our life can line up more with the one man than the other nine. And if we find, as we are listening, that you know what, we're coming out looking more like the nine, don't feel under any condemnation whatsoever. Just use it as a moment in your life to make a shift. That's why we come to church regularly. P people think, you know, they'll say to me, you go to church twice on Sunday, you must be really bad. The truth is I go to church three times on a Sunday. And it's not because I'm really bad. It's just that I'm, I'm really forgetful. And I need to be reminded of these truths over and over and over again. And it's hearing these truths that help me stay my course. And so as I share these three things tonight very quickly, can we just be open and honest and ask ourselves, where are we at in light of this particular story and these particular points. 
The first difference that we see from this one man versus the other nine was that he recognised the source of his healing. He recognised it. In other words, when all ten were walking along the road, they all saw that they were healed. Like, wow, can you imagine? They didn't even get to see the priest. They didn't even get to the temple. It was while they were on their way, God did a supernatural work in their bodies and and all the sores and the scars and, and all those horrible things all over their body just cleared up. Now, I have a very creative mind and I don't know what that looked like but it kind of gets me thinking I don't know if it just automatically all just went or one by one pop, 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 pop. Just every, every step pop, 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 pop. all these things popping off the body I don't know but if I was God that's how I would do it I just have a bit of fun with it have you ever thought about that if I was God have you ever had that thought if I was God and if I was God and I want to hear them like, pop, 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 pop. I don't know what it looked like But somewhere between speaking with Jesus to getting to the temple, they were totally healed. They were all healed. But but this one Samaritan ex-leper recognised the source of his healing. In other words, he was healed, but he recognised this is more than just a coincidence. He saw the work of God. He saw the hand of God at work in his body and in his life. He recognised the God factor. See, the thing is, God does many amazing things every day in our lives. Even today, just the fact that we are alive here, breathing air, it's a miracle. Do you recognise the source of where this air comes from? What about this morning when the sun came up? I know it affected people because our chapel service was full and everyone was there early. I mean, it was... It was but we stopped to recognise the source of where the sun comes from. See, the work of God is everywhere. But we don't often recognise it. And I, and I think that's what the fault of the nine is, that they were healed, but they didn't recognise the source. They were so happy, they were so overjoyed that they just got on with their lives. And we can be so busy, so preoccupied, that we forget to just take time out and say, Father, I want to thank you for this gift of a brand new day. See, when we read it in the context of Scripture, we think, how could they do that? And yet we do that every day of our lives. God is pouring out miracle after miracle after miracle. And often we just forget to thank Him. And so we find ourselves looking more like the nine than the one. So let's not be too harsh on the nine. It was only 10%. Maybe there's only 10% here who actually woke up this morning and said, Father, I want to thank you for this great day. And the rest of us, it's not that we weren't appreciative. It's just that we didn't acknowledge it. We didn't recognize it. This particular man recognised the source of his healing. And, and I want a church culture. And I, wanna, I want the Ramley, the, Ramley, the Rainbow family culture to be one that recognises the source of our provision. You know, every time I have an opportunity to give money every week into our tithes and offerings, 
I recognize that it's God who gave me the ability in the first place to be able to give. I'm not giving him 10% of my income. He's getting me to keep 90% of what he first gave me. That's the way we've got to see it. It's a different mindset. Uh, set. So we need to have a shift in our thinking. Everyone say shift. We do. We need a shift in our thinking. Otherwise, we're going to end up being like the nine. And we already know, based upon the Scriptures, that if we live like the nine, that doesn't please Jesus. So when's the last time you stop to give God thanks? We've had some incredible things take place in people's lives over these last few weeks. Incredible healings. But you know what? When you get prayed for, and something changes in your body that you've been asking to change, it's so easy to say, oh, that was just a coincidence. Or, 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 or maybe it wasn't as bad as I first thought. Or maybe it would have been healed even if I didn't pray. And, and you start talking yourself out of the God provision. And we end up being just like the nine. The first thing I see from this man is that he recognised the source of his healing. Secondly, he returned to the source of his healing. This account of Jesus' life starts with 10 men meeting Jesus at the entrance of a certain village. But they stood at a distance. They shouted out to Him, Have mercy on us. Jesus shouts back, Mercy you shall have. And they were healed. But it was only one who returned. It's only one who came back to him. This Samaritan was the one who led the charge in what it is to live with Jesus. See, I don't know what is in your head when I mention the word Christianity. I don't know what comes to mind. Maybe it's a whole list of things that you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. That is not Christianity. Christianity essentially is a relationship with God made possible through the life, the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus, we who are once at a distance from God are able to come near. At the start of this account, the 10 lepers, they were all at a distance. But now this this. One leper was able to come right at the feet of Jesus. He was no longer at a distance. He was up close and personal. Because that's what Christianity is. It's up close and personal. It's a relationship. I think that church gets a really bad rap more often than not. Because church is meant to be that place that many people deem as where you're meant to be perfect. But that is not Christianity. Christianity is not a bunch of people trying to be perfect. It's people that have surrendered their lives to one who is perfect and forever will be perfect. And it was my sin in my life, my mistakes, my shortcomings that kept me at a distance from God. But we see in this moment, He's no longer at a distance. And Jesus was sent to planet Earth to bridge that gap so that it would be, wouldn't be a divide between you and God any longer. Contrary to popular belief, God loves you. God wants to be with you. 
Christianity in its purest form is simply this, that you matter to God. You matter so much that He sent His Son to make a way so that you could come home and be with Him. And so although these nine men got their healing, they never got close to Jesus. And Christianity is all about us doing life with Him. Those that are going through the waters of baptism tonight, that's what this is all about. It's about them doing life with Jesus and following the examples and the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus Himself was baptised. So 23 tonight are getting baptised because they're living a life that is like Jesus. They want to live a life that is close to Jesus. And we're going to celebrate that in just a moment. When the disciples asked Jesus how they ought to pray, Jesus said this. He said, when you pray, start this way. Our Father. I love that. Just stop right there. Our Father. Jesus turned God out there somewhere into our Father. And that's why I'll be forever grateful for Christ and what He's done for me because He's closed the gap between the distance that was created because of my sin between me and God. He recognised the source of His healing. He returned to the source of His healing. And thirdly, He was restored by the source of His healing. We've already learned that all 10 were healed. All 10 no longer had this horrible disease in their life. They were free to be able to get on with their life as they saw fit. But this one man that came back to Jesus and found himself at the feet of Jesus, not only was he healed that day, but he was also restored. He was made whole. See, the greatest miracle that a man or woman can ever have is, is not the gift of healing. It's being restored back to our Creator. It's having the relationship that was damaged and severed and having that relationship restored. And that's what Jesus wants to do for every one of us. Restore the relationship that has been damaged because of man's sin. This leper not only received physical healing, but he also received wholeness and forgiveness and acceptance. Healing's a wonderful thing, don't get me wrong. If you get a healing, then that's wonderful for this life. But your healing and your job and your money and your home cannot help you in the life to come. Jesus wants to guarantee not just this life, but also eternity. See, one of the greatest fears that men and women face today is the fear of death. But for the Christian, that fear is taken away. And I thank God that I can stand before you tonight with an absolute assurance that this Jesus who came to planet earth and healed these 10 men, who was crucified, who was buried, who rose again, was resurrected, who went into heaven, has saved me and all those that call upon Him a special place in heaven.
And I thank God for that. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 